You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. One significant thing we need to get in our being in reference to the Egyptians is that they were idol worshipers. They were those who believed in worshiping more than than one God. Some were trientheistic, worshipers of three gods, but others were polytheistic, worshipers of, of a whole lot of gods. They didn't believe that one God could do what they needed to be done. They didn't believe that one God had the power to take care of everything they needed and desired in life. And so they had different gods to do diverse things. The society that we live in is likewise. People do not believe that one God can do all that they need to be done nor that one God can supply their heart's desire. And so they have numerous gods. Now, the distinction between the Egyptians and people in our day and time is that the Egyptians would be specific in reference to the names of the gods that they were, they were serving. In our day and time, uh, the enemy has put a little twist on it and, and, and calls folks to, to say things in a way that suggests that they are idol worshipers. Well, I'm going to this particular thing because I feel that it can build me up. Yeah, I'm into my meditation now and I just put on such and such and I, and I hum a little because that's what calms my spirit. 
the enemy is very creative. Knows how to lure folk into worshiping other things or little gods without the title. You don't call your God Baal, but the way you serve your God is clear. That's just another Baal or a false You don't call your God Esophara, but it's clear the same way that, that men would throw coins at Esophara as the sex goddess. That's what you do when you go to the strip club. Solomon said there is nothing, not one thing new under the sun. You done changed the name. You, you done put a little twist in it. But behind all the makeup, behind all the rouge and the blush, That's the same thing that was going on years ago. The enemy is called a serpent. And one thing Jesus said uh, about a serpent is that a serpent is wise. Told his disciple, you got to be wise as, as serpents. Serpent is, is wise. The devil know how to put twist in certain things to get folk to worship him, whether directly or indirectly. You may not worship me and call me the devil like your neighbor does, but I'm going to send something your way. It may not look like what you think the devil ought to look like. But the end thereof is the same. I come to steal, kill, and destroy. And when it came to the Egyptians, that's what they were about. Stealing, killing. And destroy. When it came to the type worship that they were into, likewise, it was about stealing, killing, and destroying to the point to where they would even sacrifice their children in order to gain certain things. And so they didn't have a problem sacrificing the Israelites when, when they look and seen that 
the Israelites were multiplying. They had to come up with a plan. We're going to have to destroy them. We're going to have to destroy them. But what we're going to do, we're going to make sure that we keep the women folk or the baby girls. But we're going to drown the boys. Just put them in the river. Because we can't have them multiplying to the point to where they outnumber us. And so they had set it up to kill all baby boys. But, but they didn't stop there. They also made sure that they would be more harsh on the Israelites. Make them work harder. In the first chapter of Exodus, it talks about how they made them work, uses the word rigor, which means difficult, trying, oppressive. They made sure that they were miserable in reference to the way that they served. Can you imagine serving somebody but you're mad the whole time? Working on a job that you hate. Miserable. And, and see, that's not the will of God. God does not want you doing Anything that's going to make you miserable. Even when you go through things in life that are trying, God has designed it to where he still wants you to be happy. Simply because he cares about his children. I'm allowing this to go I'm allowing you to go through this, but I'm still going to give you a reason to smile in the midst of your trouble. But the Egyptians didn't care. Didn't care if, if Israel died while working. They were just oppressive. Put pressure on. Caused them to go home when they were finally able to go, stressed out. Hmm, some of us know what that is. You done worked on a job you don't like. When you get home, you're all stressed out. So the Lord came up with a plan. He came up with a plan to raise up somebody that the Egyptians had ordained to be killed as a baby. 
Remember, I mentioned earlier that, that they made up in their minds that they were going to put the baby Israelites, boys, into the river and drown. But here come Moses. His mama made a little boat for it. Put him in it and let him go down the river. But she had prayed. Lord, don't let him die. Lord, don't let nothing terrible happen to him. You know how a real praying woman is. Lord, use him for your glory. I'm not saying she said that, but I'm talking about a praying woman now. Lord, this boy cut up all the time, but use him for your glory. Save him, Lord. Sanctified mama would have put that, put some oil in her hand. Do it, Jesus. And so, Pharaoh's daughter found Moses going down the river, pulled him out, and actually did basically what his name suggests a means to be drawn out, especially out of water. The big picture, he was drawn out of something that was meant to kill him. And see, that's some of us. You were into some stuff. Or uh, uh, some of you, you weren't into anything but something got a hold of you that was meant to kill you. Then some of you got into some relationships and if you would have stayed in it you may have ended up dead. Whether literally, mentally, emotionally, you would have experienced demise. But God had a plan for you. Yeah, God had a plan for you. But the plan God had for you, like Moses, is bigger than you. I said the plan that God has for you is bigger than you. He talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. And I'm talking to the person beside you, in front of you, behind you, and across the room from you. Some things you go through that were all, that were meant to destroy you. God didn't allow it because he has purpose 
for you. Something bigger than you. It's the reason he has to first make sure you're not selfish. The first thing he told his, his disciples, he said, look, if you're coming after me, I need you to deny yourself. He didn't want them to be selfish. He wanted them to be selfless. To the point to where they, they recognized that the earth didn't just revolve around them. And that if he saved them, he did so for a purpose. Yeah, not just to come sit in church. He wants you to come to church, but he wants you to get that word so in you that you can leave here fulfilling your purpose. Subsequently, Moses became a grown man. And did so in Pharaoh's house. An Israelite growing up in a house with adopted parents that are idol worshipers. Seeing his so-called mama worshiping idol gods doing things that were totally in contrast to what his real mama did his real mama was monotheistic worshiped only one god jehovah and and you could tell by her doing what she did in reference to praying over Moses and, and believing that God was going to deliver him, that not only was she monotheistic, but she trusted Jehovah. She believed that the Lord would hear her prayer and would raise her child up to fulfill his purpose. And, and Moses, even though he was in the midst of polytheistic worshipers, kept Jehovah in his mind. I said he kept Jehovah in his mind. When the Hebrew writer in hindsight looked back at Moses, he said Moses got to the point to where he just refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Raised in the house with idol worshipers, but got to the point to where I'm tired of being in this house and these folks worshiping the moon, the stars, the goats, the cows, the, the stones, and everything else. It's time for me to go. That's some of us. We just got tired of doing what we were doing and said, I got to get saved. Or some of us, we hit rock bottom and say, it's got to be more to life than this. I'm going to church and ask God to help me. If I'm talking about you, put your hands together and say, preacher, you're talking about me. Moses chose to be poor. Homeless. Rather than to suffer 
the reproach of being deemed an idol worshiper. And so he left the castle and fled to the country and started working for a man or a shepherd that took care of sheep. You got to start it somewhere. That was not his ultimate purpose, but that was his starting place. Ooh. Say to your neighbor, you got to start it somewhere. I know you done told everybody you're a worldwide evangelist, but you got to start it somewhere. Yeah, God unordained for me to be a millionaire. I can't got no time to be working at no McDonald's. You got to start somewhere, baby. You got to start somewhere. We hear your plan and we hear that God untold you're going to be a millionaire, but let's just start with 10, 25 an hour. Or 7, 25 an hour at McDonald's and we and just go from there. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, I want to be like so-and-so. Yeah, you, you're looking on TV. You see him, and it looks wonderful and everything. But you got to start somewhere. See, you're only exalted when, when you know how to be humble. And see, according to Jesus, humility has to start with you. He said, humble yourself. And in due time, I'll, I'll raise you up. Can't be too proud, Moses, to shuffle that sheep dog. Sheep gonna eat and use the bathroom, and somebody gotta get the dog. So you go out there, Moses, and you get. The boo-boo. And put it in a pile. So it can turn into some fertilizer. You got to start somewhere. And in hindsight, it's going to be part of your purpose. Not your ultimate purpose, but part of your purpose. You can never try to be what you're not in God without going through the process. God has a process. And if you don't learn how to go through the process by being humble, once everything starts coming your way, You'll quit the process. You'll give up. He wanted to make sure that, that Moses knew what it was to go through hard times to do something he really didn't want to do. But did it because he knew that's what God wanted him to do. And so he stayed there for years. 
taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. Until one day he saw a bush burning. But the fire was not consuming the bush. It caught his attention. And that's when God let him know, I got something I want you to do. I want you to go back where you flee from. And I want you to go to the house, to the castle that you used to stay in. And I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my folk go. Moses said to go. Enough to tell Pharaoh that. He, he made up an excuse not to walk in his purpose. God knew about his speech impediment. He knew about his weakness, but sometimes God would take your weakness and make it your strength. Moses wasn't comfortable unless God allowed his big brother Aaron to go with him. But get this, even though Aaron went with him to speak to Pharaoh, when all was said and done, God raised Moses to the point to where he started speaking for himself. God know how to change what needs to be changed. God know how to do what needs to be done. He just wants to know, are you willing to fulfill your purpose? Are you willing to do what he has told you to do? Are you willing to do his Well, you know, Pharaoh got this, that, and the other. So, so, so what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to tell him? That sent me. Who is it that I'm going to tell him sent me? He said, you tell him I am. That I am. Tell him I am. That sent I am, suggests the one that was, the one that is, and the one that is to come. He knew Pharaoh would recognize that it was the monotheistic God, the God singular that Israel represents. Oh, that God, that God that gave y'all that name, Israel. 
That's who sent you. That God that, that deemed them Israel are, are the ones that will prevail with their God. That's the meaning of Israel. Prevailing with your God. How many know the church is Israel? Yeah. Those that prevail with God. We get laughed at some time about that. Folk tell, folk, folk will tell you, you know, such and such and such. And you tell them, well, you know, God going to help me. And they laugh about that. Oh, he always talking about that God. Because they really don't understand how awesome our God is. See, idol worshippers are make fun of your God because they never experience from him what you have experienced. They don't know him like you know him. They have not walked behind him the way you have followed him. So they don't understand the way you understand. Even professionals don't understand. When you tell a doctor I hear your diagnosis but I'm just believing that God meant what he said in Isaiah 53 that with his stripes I'm already healed. So thank you for letting me know what the x-ray said and, and thank you for taking me through all those steps but I just believe that God is going to give me a miracle when all is said and done. And if you don't mind doc when he gives me this miracle I'm going to come down here and give you the testimony and you're going to find out that can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus and so Moses went and he went to Pharaoh he said God said let his folk go threw down his stick and his stick became a snake and then Pharaoh said I got some magicians that can do the same thing and so he brought his magicians and they threw down their sticks and they became snakes but then Moses stick started eating up their sticks let, is, let Pharaoh know you may have some power but you don't have all power I told you I am that I am And so as time went on, God showing Pharaoh his power through signs and, and through wonders, through great acts, Pharaoh decided, I'm going to submit to your God and I'm going to let y'all go. Go. And so Israel started to leave. And Pharaoh kept looking at his firstborn that died because of his stubbornness or hardness of heart. God told him, let my folk go. Or every firstborn of Egypt is going to die. Let them go so it won't happen. He yet hardened his heart so God caused the curse to come through Egypt. None of the Israelites were affected by it. You know why? Because of the blood. 
I said because of the blood. Woo! What can wash? What can cleanse? What can remit or remove? Sin. Nothing. But the blood of Jesus. What can wash? What can make me whiter than snow? Inwardly and outwardly. Nothing but the blood. Pharaoh seen the power of the blood. But he couldn't take his eyes off his, his son. And the more he thought about submitting to God's wish, the more his heart began to revert and get hard until he said, we got to get him. I know I told Moses they can go, but I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Get the chariots. Get the men. We got to go kill them. We got to go kill all of them. Took off in a rage. Headed to kill Moses and God's children. I got to pause and just get you to say to your neighbor, one of the worst things you can do. Or one of the worst things your cousin can do. Is touch a child of God. Ooh, good. I have told folks, look, I know you're trying to be funny, but you got to understand something. You can't talk about no child of God. Now, you can't talk about God's church. There are consequences. And, and so he went after them and, and, and just looking at what was happening with the natural eye. Israel right at the Red Sea. No way to get across. No boats. No ships. Too deep and long and wide to cross. It's just clear that the whole nation of Israel was about to be wiped out completely out. It's a portrait of some things that, that God's people have been diagnosed with. Or some things that God's people are going through right now. When you just look at it, it just looked like you ain't going to come out. I say when, it, when you look at it, it just looked like you ain't going to come out. When you look at your money right now and, and you look at what you're working, it just look like, man, I'm going to always be living from check to check. Man, well, at least you're living from check to check. I can't even live from check to check. I, I got to try to just make it. 
And then I got to try to do a little extra in order to try to get over to the next month. Say to your neighbor, you can never look at the present. And consider it your destiny. Say that to one more person. You can never look at the present. And consider it your destiny. When you're tied to God. If you're not tied to God, you, you better look at it and you better get you another job. You better get you something on the weekend to do. But if you are tied to God, I don't care if you at rock bottom. God know how to raise you up. I don't care if you don't have a dime in your pocket. You don't have a pot to twiddle in nor a yard to throw it out in. If you are connected to God, God knows how to change your situation. I said God knows how to change your situation. Not only does he know how to change your situation, but he is going to change your situation. You can't stay connected to God and not prosper. You can't stay connected to God and do according to his will and God not bless you good measure, press down, shaken together and running over. You can't stay connected to God and God not cause you to come out of certain predicaments. God came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly God came so you wouldn't have to remain the tail but you could be the head and live above only and not beneath but you got to be connected to him you got to have a relationship with him and so here we got a baby church Face in the Red Sea. Moses hadn't been preaching to them long. They were learning God. And Pharaoh, in his mind, we, we, it's going to be easy right here. They at the Red Sea, they can't go nowhere. They don't have the weapons we have. Oh, yeah, we're going to... Look, they ain't no warriors. They, 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 they've, been, they've been trying to put together mortar to build our stuff. And he was right. Just look at, looking at them physically, they didn't have no power to fight men that at that time had conquered the known world. Pharaoh was very powerful Pharaoh in his time was just like Nebuchadnezzar in his time when he was ruler of Babylon but he also had Israel and other nations as slaves very powerful so he, he thought it was going to be an easy victory and Moses knew Hand for hand, we can't compete. We can't compete. Some of us there right now, your money can't get you out of where you are. No, it can't. Your, your money can't get you out of where you are. Now, I'm going to drop something on you. It might make you upset, but I'm going to drop it anyway. You ready? Your doctor can't get you out of where you are right now. 
That, that's, that's the reason he, he keep giving you them pills. He experimenting on you to see if it works so he can use it on somebody. He don't know what to do in, in your situation. You know why? He's not omniscient. He don't know everything. Say to your, say to your neighbor, but God knows everything. I said he knows everything. You ought to give your God the praise for knowing everything. You have to understand the significance of a God-conscious leader. You have to understand the significance of a God-conscious leader. Say that to your neighbor. You have to understand. He was with babies. Had only been hearing the word for a while from him. He was the one that told them, look, God going to give you a land flowing with milk and honey. They didn't have nothing. They was at the Red Sea, and the only thing they knew is Moses had told them, look, it's a land for us beyond this, and it's going to be flowing with milk and honey. We're going to be prosperous. We're going to have this, that, that. But at the time, they didn't have nothing. But that's what he had put in them. He had basically put it in them better. It's going to happen for you. That was his message to them. But now is the turning point. And some of them, they were just like, we finna die. We should have kept doing what Pharaoh told us to do. You should have kept being a, an idol worshiper. Are listening to an idol worship? You should have kept going from man to man. <laughs> you should have kept <laughs> tearing down your body, drinking liquor, ball after liquor, ball. You should have kept messing up your brain, <laughs> snorting coke line after coke line. You should have kept putting your hope in something or somebody that didn't ever give you nothing in return but disappointment. And then they had the nerve to say, we was better where we was. You was better? Just the little God done done for you. And now you, know, you was better? Come on now. I had more fun out there. Well, have you been doing what it takes in church to have fun? Because you know God specializes in joy. Can't nobody give you joy like God. Man, I miss part. You miss partying. You don't get your party on.
Worship is celebration. Synonymous with partying. I got to move on, but look at somebody and tell them, ain't nothing like a Holy Ghost party. But a whole lot of chatter was going on. And in the midst of this baby church talking, wondering, and saying this, that, and the other like babies do. Moses was listening. Not to all this talk Pharaoh was talking. Not to all the foolishness that Israel was saying. But he was waiting on God for direction. God had taught him patience when he was shoveling sheep dung. God had taught him to learn his voice while he was out in the fields gathering wheat, gathering grain. He had learned to hear God's voice. God had showed him how powerful he was by allowing him to escape test after test after test to the point to where in the midst of trouble, he didn't allow it to move him from his fixed place of purpose. What is it, God? You want me to tell your people. What is it you want me to feed them? Give me the knowledge and understanding that they need to address what's happening right now. Give me that rhema, Lord. And so Moses tells them, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You, you, you know, it, it's something when somebody tells you that's not anointed not to be afraid. But it's different when you hear somebody speaking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that tells you not to be afraid. It's going to be okay. He said, I don't want you to be afraid. All I'm asking you to do is just stand still. Just stand still. That's all I'm asking you. Just stand still. Theologically speaking, to stand still is to just stay in the will of God. And understand, he was talking to babe. All I need y'all to do is, is just be quiet and, and just follow my direction. That's all I need y'all to do. And that was simple for babies. Just look, y'all just be quiet and just follow my direction. That's all I need y'all to do. That's it. And say, if y'all just do that, and you're going to see something. Say to your neighbor, when you follow direction, you're going to see something. Let me make it a little more plain. When you follow God's direction, 
you're going to literally see something. These eyes, your eyes are going to see something. God brought me to this text because it's time for somebody in the midst of your chaos, in the midst of that horrendous situation, for you to just be still so God can cause you to see something. I'm not talking figurative. I'm talking you get ready to see something. I got to close it, but tell your neighbor, you just need to be still. You just need to stay in the will of God. Because something getting ready to happen for you. Tell three folks, something getting ready to happen for you. But it ain't going to happen if you don't be still. It ain't going to happen if you don't stay in the will of God. But if you stay in the will of God. God going to do something for you that's going to blow your mind, your neighbor's mind, your cousin's mind, and especially those folk that don't expect you to come out of what you've been going through. Shout at somebody, prepare for God to show you something. Yeah, but just stay in the will of God. And then he tells them this right here. He, he, he says, you see how they're coming? And I'm just breaking it down. You see how they're coming? They're headed here, just know they got to win. Knowing they're going to kill us. That, that's how they come. He said, but you see them? He said, the same ones you see that expect bad to happen to us. Look at them real good. Because you ain't going to see them no more forever. Listen to me. This message is for you. There are some things you're going through right now that they, they're going to end and you ain't going to experience it no more. Get this. Get this. All that Israel knew at that particular point, these babies, was Pharaoh. That's all they knew. All they knew was Pharaoh. When they got up in the morning, Egyptians. In the evening, Egyptians. At night, the food that they were going to be eating, Egypt. All they knew was Egyptians. But here Moses is telling them, You've been living with this for years. What you have been living with for years, morning, noon, and night, is about to be over forever. Do you hear me? 
Pharaoh had had them in bondage 40 years. Can you imagine waiting 40 years to be done with something forever? Thirty-something years ago, I didn't know where I was going to eat, waiting on food, making a little bit of money. God told me, he said, you know what? He said, it's going to come a time to where you will never have to wonder about money forever. Forever? Lord, I used to wish I could. <laughs> well, at the time, I was wishing that I could live from paycheck. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I wanted to live from paycheck to paycheck. I couldn't live because I, I didn't have that. But he said, it's going to come a time. <laughs> Gonna come a time you won't have to worry about money no more. Come a time you ain't just going to the mall just to walk in the mall, <laughs> see who there, and say how that's a nice. You ain't gonna do that. But you got to go through the process. Went through the process. Money is no longer an issue. And will not be an issue. Moses spoke it. Not long after. God perform his word completely wiped out Pharaoh and the Egyptians fell. Told me to preach this message or to teach and preach this message because he's getting ready to do something for people. You've been going through some stuff a long time. But it's about to end. And it's not going to end for a week. Not for a year or two. But forever. All he is asking you to do. Is stay. In his will. I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah.